episode 123 and welcome into the benches clear podcast where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports i'm tyler Coe, representing the 111 win los angeles dodgers nl west champions and, and jesse you're Christy. representing the giants who did nothing I am Jesse Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants. And obviously we did this uh, emergency podcast uh, for the biggest thing that's happening in baseball right now. The Giants signed a new GM. And that's the old talk. Um, Pete, I don't know how to say his last name, but I'm going to guess it. Putilla? Pitilla? I don't know. But he's going to lead us to uh, many great things. I can feel it. Okay. Um, he sounds yeah, like a bitch. That's pretty much that's pretty much the end of the episode. So we can sign off now. No, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how much uh, he talked about the GM that we don't know too much about. I mean, he was assistant GM for the Astros. Um, you know, so hopefully we bring some more cheating over to the to the Giants and we can get ourselves a ring, baby. I mean, you already cheated enough last season, so why not right, right, go for right, the whole right. thing? Um, just want to reiterate, Dodgers reiterate. hopefully will win. I don't want to say the Dodgers are going to win because you know how I am, so I had to stop mm. myself. But I think it's going to be a great Your series. Problem. I hope emotions boil over. I hope some dudes get thrown at. I hope Manny Machado gets yes. hit. I hope shit just yes. goes crazy. It's going to be great. Mm. It's going to be must-see TV. Let's hope the Dodgers win another World Series because God knows I need it more than anyone else. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I'm at the end of my rope here, Jesse. Do you want me to kill myself? I don't think so. Okay. I don't want you to, but I really don't want the Dodgers. But to you'd win, understand. So I would. I, I, you I get it. Which one? I'm not sure. Like you asked me, like especially like you know, because obviously my um talk about many times my wife is a huge Dodger fan. They're always like, but don't you want your wife to be happy? It's like, well, she's married to me, you know, like she can only handy, handle so much happiness. I'm not mm. sure if she can handle, you know, a World mm-hmm. Series championship on top of that. Um, but, before, you know, let's I think it's time that we just get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about this playoff series. Um, and the thing is, is we can talk about this playoff series all we want and we can just talk shit about the Padres. But we should talk to somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about when we t- come to the Padres, Tyler. You're right. Right now, right here, right exclusive, uh-huh. we have that Ferdy Rap Virgin kid. <laughs> Cue the video. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We no. would never do that. We have a, a much more respectable man, a man who we actually enjoy hanging out with or enjoyed hanging out with. This is the first time. Uh, but right. no, we would never do that to you. We would never right. do that to you. So let's bring it in. Let's do it. And now we'd like to welcome into the Benches Clear podcast, Friar Talk podcast host, Matt Keimer, how's it going, my guy? Oh, it's going really good. We're recording this on, on Monday, a day after the Padres advanced in the playoffs. Um, mm. Obviously, going up against the Dodgers is going to be is not going to be an easy task by any means, but good to move on. Um, good to see the bats heating up. Good to see a couple of these, our, our big arms pitching really well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just excited to, to be watching playoff baseball this year. It's, 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 been, a, it's been a great season. I yeah, hell yeah. Come in freaking guns blazing. Obviously, we brought you to talk about um because obviously you probably have the exclusive scoop on what exactly was on Joe Musgrove's ear, right? And <laughs> you're able to do you have any on you by any chance? I'm not sure you you're hiding your ears on purpose, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> so I don't I don't know um what went down, but I, I do think it's hilarious. Uh the Vaseline takes that was the one that really got me just because 
if someone had Vaseline on their hand, they would not be able to throw a baseball, let alone would it help them or give them an advantage throwing a baseball. So that was one I thought was funny. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a pretty cool, it, like just honestly, it became a pretty hilarious situation. Um, we saw Musgrove doing some celebrations towards the Mets dugout. Manny was kind of cracking up like really guys. And I don't know, it, it, it ended up just being kind of a, a cool aspect to, to close out that series, honestly, as a Padre I, fan. I don't know. So <clears throat> I think it was Andrew McCutcheon came out with the tweet that <clears throat> he thinks it's red hot, which, you know, I play in an adult rec baseball league and I pitch. So I put that Name shit on drop. every, <clears throat> every weekend. And it does, it does give you a kind of shimmer kind of sheen to it. So it's possible. I just don't know why you would put it on your ear because that shit burns. It's like having an intense sunburn with the sun just beating down on it. But I mean, if that's what you're into, maybe it was too cold for Musgrove. I don't know. But we kind of were talking about it before we started recording, like what an idiot he would be to go out and pitch the biggest game of his life and risk, you know, putting his team, getting booted from the playoffs, Mm. him getting suspended, whatever it may be. Or it's the smartest thing. uh, Sure. But the umpires clearly checked his ears, and I know everyone's like, oh, he – he brushed it off right before they came out. It's he, he. You'd still be able to feel it. If there was something there, you'd still be able to feel it. Believe me, I want to join in and be like, "Yeah, fuck him. He's cheating." I would. I would love to. But logically speaking, it, there's just no way. There's no way. I don't know what it was, but I don't think he was cheating. Did you guys, by any chance, see the John Boy cut up of it? They he like mm-hmm. sped through it, mm-hmm. and he never even touched his ear one time, which I thought was even made it that much better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Logically, it makes no sense. Like, unless he had it somewhere else and he put a bunch of like fake stuff on the, his ear. So the decoy. The, the decoy. decoy. You gotta see. No one. No one's smart. The decoy move. The decoy move. Exactly. That, that might be the the only logical take for yeah like, having sticky stuff. I mean, <laughs> he may have outsmarted us all. The other thing too is like, you know, I think I was listening to baseball today and they made a great point. Like his spin rate was up a little bit. So is his velocity because he's pitching in the biggest game of his life. The adrenaline's flowing. It's not like it increased like 900 RPM. I I mean, and I understand why Buck did it. You have to. You got to do whatever you can do to throw this guy off because he's he's pitching a gem. Because the Padres are doing that a little bit too, right? To to throw Bassett off, calling time a lot. That was one theory. I don't know exactly how much uh, weight is behind that, but it it seemed like it kind of was just part of the game. Yeah, it seemed like it kind of went like a for that one. Like they were definitely calling a lot of time, but Bassett also couldn't hear. Like you saw all the pitch calm stuff where he was like covering his head, mm. like trying to figure out. So I think it was like because there was a lot of time called early on yeah. in that mm-hmm. game. Right, but I right. think like the Potters were doing it a little bit, but I think it was also loud. And him calling, him shaking off a bunch of pitches and also calling time made it seem like the Potters were doing it at an absurd rate where it was like they were still doing it a lot. And they, I, I mean, I think it was still to get kind of in his head and get him off his rhythm, right, but right. like, obviously, I think it got blown out a little bit because of that. I hate to compliment the Padres because I it just makes me feel horrible inside. But the the Joe Musgrove thing, whatever. But I feel like it's really taken away from dude. Game one, Darvish looked great. the The bat they killed Max Scherzer, which that was the whole thing. Is like, oh, Scherzer and Degrom maybe back to back. Like, you don't want to see that. I mean, they played a great series. I mean, I'm stoked that they won because I don't want to see the Mets, but I don't want to see the Padres either. 
but that's just the way it's going to be. You don't want to see know, anybody. You know me. I would prefer the Dodgers just, you know, don't play. Just and continue to get to be buys nervous. The, the, yeah, the, right. the, the, until the World Series. Right. But I'm based on what I saw in those three games, I'm super excited for this series because it's going to be unlike anything that we saw between these two teams during the regular season. It's going to be completely right. different. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into it, I mean, I do want to talk a little bit about um, Matt, your, your podcast, Friar Talk, and, um, you know, how it maybe came, kind of came about or, um, you know, how it's going and, and that sort of thing. So we can, you know, kind of get an insight into the, the guy you are. Yeah. So um, I do a show and my two co hosts aren't here today. One of them was not going to be able to make it. The other one probably would have been able to make it, but he lives in Arizona and there's a storm right now. So we've tried to record with him later. You guys don't want to try to record with him right now. It'd be terrible (laughs) because he's cutting out a lot. So um, they're not able to make it, but we all grew up in uh, the Coachella Valley. um, And two of us were born in San Diego, but a lot of us had family and stuff in San Diego and would travel there a lot. Um, And for the most part, pretty much everyone around us was Dodger fans except for us three. So uh, right, we grew up right. as kind of the only the only Padres fans in like a decent area, um, and we just started recording um, right before the 2020 season started in the off season. And honestly, since we started recording, the Padres have had a lot more excitement. I mean, I know 2021 was a disappointment, but like they've they've been a good team now since we started. Which is right. If you go before that, they hadn't for our whole lives, basically. Right, and they were expected to be good last year too. So it wasn't <clears throat> yeah. just like you know exactly exactly so we've been recording we we do a lot of more like uh i'd say a lot of like analysis on the games and stuff we do a lot of series like live streams at the end of the series so it's been super fun but we've we've been on youtube um and been in podcast format for podcast format for three years youtube for or two three seasons youtube for two seasons right right, so you're dispelling the rumors that all padres fans I've only been around for like three, four years because <laughs> I, I know, I know when I get pissed off, like when, if we lose to the Padres, I'm like, Oh, like show me a Padres fan. That's been a fan before 2015. I'll show you a liar just cause you know, I like to talk shit, but I feel like a lot of people take that seriously. And they're like, there's no, there's no real Padre fans, but yeah, I mean, no, I think, I mean, I think a lot of it also is just like, okay. Cause like for me, like, I, I mean, I started doing the show and then like, it was like, okay, kind of perfect timing. But like, I grew up when the, 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 literally the best team I had seen was the 2010 Padres that completely, they lost 10 straight oh, games <laughs> and <laughs> choked away a playoff run. Like that was the best team I've grown up seeing. Like, right. so it wasn't like I was going to be very vocal about like my Padre fandom, not like a negative way, but it's like, what am I supposed to say? Like, what am I supposed yeah. to talk shit? Like, I don't know. I don't really know what I, but I got there. So more of just like, I'd watch the team and be like, all right, well, maybe these younger prospects, they can, they can do something. And up until new ownership came in, that was, it was not very good squads rolled out consistently and not a lot of money spent where now, I mean, you see how much money the Padres are spending, you see the aggressiveness and the right. trades and, and there's a reason that they're winning a lot more now. Like there's a lot, there's a larger effort, effort from an ownership standpoint. So I think it just gets people more excited too. But of course, like anytime you have a team that's not good and they turn to good, like there's going to be some fans that they come out of not being really fans in that city. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. So I know all about not toting my fandom. And then like we get close one year and it's like, all right. And then you kind of just go back into your hole and you know pretend <laughs> <clears throat> football doesn't exist anymore. But 
So I, I hear you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to just stop, you know, Tyler, stop crying about your freaking Vikings, and let's talk about this series um, that obviously, you know, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's 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 a no win. Obviously, I want the Dodgers to lose in the worst way all the time. Such but a coward. Not, Such a coward exactly, take, dude. Not exactly coward. wanting the uh, Padres to win either. So I will be Googling ways uh, to find out ways that both teams can lose. But if not, let's talk about this game one. Game one starters, um, I believe, were announced, right? It was uh, Clevenger and Urias. Um, how are you guys feeling about game one? Horrible. Not that I have no confidence in Julio, just because, again... You know how I feel. I want to vomit. Work's going to suck tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to concentrate. I'm, I'm more concerned. I mean, the Padres, I'm sure, might make a roster change or two from the wild card roster over to the DS. But we have no idea. I mean, we have a pretty good idea of what the Dodgers roster is going to be. But I'm just curious to see what we're going to do against lefties. Who's going to be in the lineup? Is Chris Taylor ready to go? That's the biggest thing Biggest thing for me is the question mark of, are you going to start Cody Bellinger against a lefty or are you going to start Trace Thompson? Is Chris Taylor going to be ready to go? Is Gavin Lux going to have to play significant time against lefties? I mean, that's the thing I'm worried about the most because you're going to get Snell. You're going to have Clevenger, so there's two lefties. And depending on what the series is at by the time you see Snell, you know, I don't know. It will no because Clev's actually Clev's actually a righty, but oh that that's right. But every but like okay, <laughs> so like I gotta give a little. Huh, maybe I I'm usually the wrong one. <clears> I think I was thinking of Snell from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Well, Manai's a lefty too, and you guys have seen a lot of Manai this year. So mm. yeah, but I don't I don't I don't think we're gonna get lucky enough to no. see to see him. Unfortunately, he, he actually may come in game one potentially. I don't mm. want to see that. Like they might do kind of a piggyback situation. Piggyback right, right. right. That's, that's already an issue to begin with. So, I mean, yeah, that's how we're feeling. I'm not too feeling too good about game one. I think if you're the Padres in this one, this is like, this is like one you can steal because right. both teams are going in knowing that Clev, Clev is over a nine ERA against the Dodgers. Brees has a one five this year. So if you're looking at it from season splits, you're like, all right, this is about as big of an advantage you're going to get. <clears throat> and right. when we, you already brought up Snell. I mean, we know that Snell's pitched really well against the Dodgers. We know that, um, I don't, I, want, I don't want to say Musgrove has been that great this year, but like over Musgrove's career, he's been pretty solid against the Dodgers. I think he was pretty solid until he said that Justin Turner wasn't a threat. Wasn't a threat, started, yeah. Started, started getting Becker slapped. Um, and uh, Darvish has been good against the Dodgers. So the other yeah. guys have, but Clev, I I said this before, like if you get like four innings and two and give up two runs from Clev, like I feel like that's a decent success. Now, yeah. the thing about the lefties there's a lot of lefties, like, I don't know, I feel pretty good about the lefties coming out of the pen, and that's one where I think that a lot of times late in games, I wonder if the Dodgers will, will make some switches. Well, and that's what, you know, I think it speaks more to the point that Clev is a righty, and what they're going to do as far as, like, a Joey Gallo and Bellinger playing together, I mean, that's, like, the biggest boomer bust situation where you're just right, praying right. to God Gallo can, you know, get a walk or two, maybe put one out in the out of the yard because dude the thought of both of them in the you know eight and nine hole automatic strikeouts i mean i don't know i would rather have trace thompson going against a righty any day but that's just me but yeah i mean <clears throat> with the lefties coming out of the pen if you have gallo and bellinger in the lineup you're gonna have to make some switches for sure 
especially with Gallo. Because Gallo's for sure going to be on the roster. I know for a minute they were like, what about Miguel Vargas? Maybe he takes his spot. There's no way. Joey Gallo's going to be on the roster. That's why they traded for him. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a battle for sure. There's going to be a lot of... A lot of tough decisions to make, and we know how Dave Roberts uh, can sometimes crumble when it comes to making the the tough decisions. So, I don't know. Right. And w- when we when we think about Game Two, I mean, I guess for me, being an outsider, the biggest question would be for Game Two is what kind of Kershaw are you going to get? You know, is is it going to be playoff Kershaw or he's spent a lot of time out. So is it kind of like, this is his midseason form, you know, how, how are both of you guys feeling exactly on, on Kershaw and, you know, I guess both sides of the ball. I mean, against Kershaw, I don't know. I, I, Kershaw has owned the Padres throughout his entire career. So it's hard to feel confident against Kershaw, but that's one where it's Darvish Kershaw. That's just a straight up pitcher's duel. Like that's right. And so that one, it's like you feel a lot better about because that's as the game two matchup. Um, but that's where like game one is like that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like it's like you gotta steal that one, but game two is like right. game two is a must win, most likely for the Padre. You go down 0-2, that's mm. that's you're in a horrible spot. You're gonna rip right. off three against the Dodgers. That's that's about as bad of a spot you want to be in. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm hoping this is going to be like the 2020 season where by this time Kershaw is kind of in mid-season form because he has missed so much time, so he doesn't have all that wear and tear. He's looked good as of late. I feel pretty comfortable about it. I mean, dude, really the bullpen is the biggest question for me. It's right, dude. I'm, uh, I'm, I can't sleep. I'm just thinking about it 24 seven. Does Craig Kimbrell make it? Of course he's going to make it, which is horrible. I hate it. Blake Trinan. I don't Padre, Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, dude. That That's the thing that worries me the most is even if, if Kershaw, anyone can only go five innings, dude, it's going to be a long way to get to the end of the game for that bullpen. Because outside of Evan Phillips and Chris Martin's been great lately, I mean, there's not, it's not great. Not great right now. You have Yensei Almonte, who's great all season. He's coming back from an injury. Blake Trinan, who knows if he even makes the roster. Tommy Canley's been really good as of late. Bruce Gratterall sure can throw the ball 102 miles an hour, but sometimes it doesn't move. And guys can hit 102 miles an hour if you just throw it straight. So I think that's the biggest question mark. Because if you're the Padres, you got to feel pretty good if Craig Kimbrough's coming out. And if you guys are even down a run or two, you got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah, and and I don't know. He's he used to be great, but just at this point, his career he's not he's not too good. I think right. that if I'm looking at it from the Padres' perspective, you were kind of talking about like I don't, we were only talking about the confidence level for our teams, but like the confidence level for the Padres now for me, game one I don't have a lot. Outside of that in a series, I think they should play really well. They are. We were talking about this before we got on, but outside of Jake Cronenworth, everyone is is really hot right now and you brought up your your eight nine situation right now for the Padres I don't know if you guys saw in the Mets game they had a graphic up at one point in the game the Padres seven eight nine hitters were seven for 20 in the series and then after that they got two more hits like so they finished the series like nine of 23 or maybe a little bit worse than that but like really really strong ahead I mean Grisham had a home run off the Grom and Scherzer he's been absolutely terrible for the course of the season but 
he's a guy that's kind of notorious for just breaking out of a slump and being extremely hot for like a couple week period. If that period is now, that is huge. That is absolutely massive for this team. So like, I think that when you're bringing up the bullpen, if you're the Padres and we saw this against the Mets, when they're, when their offense is playing really well, they'll get the starters out in six innings in, in five, six innings. And you will see the pitch counts get pretty high. They'll take a lot of pitches. They'll control the at-bats when they've played the, the Dodgers a lot of time this year. And granted, they've been struggling a lot of times when they've played them or like the majority of lineups, like not looking too great. Like they're not, they're not hitting well, you know, they're not hot. And when that's happened, the Dodgers pitchers have been so efficient. And so I think that's really where you're going to kind of be able to tell where this series is going. Like I said, Urias has been great against the Padres, but if they can get Urias's pitch count up and he still looks pretty good, but he goes six innings. That's a lot different than Urias pumping eight innings on you in a playoff game. So I think that's kind of the recipe. And I do feel confident with the lineup now at the same time. I said this before, the Dodgers are the best team in the league. So it's not like the Padres are going to really like run away with it or anything like that. But I don't know. That's my overall thoughts on the bullpen and, and our, our lineup right now. Yeah, but you got – I mean, the one thing the Padres, you know, you hear everyone say it. I mean, they're playing with house money and in respect to Dodgers are the best team in the league. All the pressure's on them. Because if they lose in the DS and this is a 2019 repeat where – they're the best team in baseball and they lose to the nationals and the DS and no one saw that coming, especially to the Padres when everyone in the Dodger, you know, Twitter verse or whatever wants to say that San Diego's little brother, and then they beat you in the playoffs. There's a lot of pressure there. And, and like we said before, they're hot. And Jesse and I say it every single time. Uh, anytime we do a podcast approaching the playoffs, that's the thing that matters the most in baseball is who's hot going in to the playoffs. I love that you say that. We actually were talking about this in a video like a while back, right? When the putters were slumping, it's like, hey, you just got to get hot at the right time. And there are people in our comments telling us, no, that's not how it works. The best teams. Are... I'm like, dude, have you not never watched? Did you not see before? the Braves yeah. last year? Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Like, what? what are we talking about? And he's like, right. and it's, I think it's more like, rare when the best team wins the World Series. Yeah. The, the best team in almost every single league does not end up winning it. Now, right. if you have the best team for multiple seasons in a row, you're, you're probably going to run into one. Like, that's just right, how right, it is. right, right, right. Um, but like, it's usually not. It's usually, I mean, we see how many wild card teams win. Like, I don't know. I, I just think, it, like, I love right. you guys say that because it's so, it's so accurate. That's, and, and I think that goes to like, I hate, I mean, this is kind of going a little bit off the rails, but this is why I hate the, like, the mentality of World Series or bust because there's no way to, like, quantify that in a playoff series. You don't know who's going to be healthy. You don't know who's going to be. You can have the best players in the world, but everyone can go cold for a five-game series or, you know, three games. So, like, World Series or bust doesn't, I, I feel like, is impossible to, to fulfill. But also but, talking um, about a team that's hot, the the look at the Mets. The Mets limped into the playoffs, yeah. blew the division lead, and then have the best one, two of the best five pitchers in baseball, and they lost. Right. It would have been a different story if they won eight out of their last ten, you know. But they didn't. Right. They went in there ice cold, and look what happened. Well, the funny thing about, about that is too is like I think the 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 Mets. I mean, from when the Braves were down. I mean, I understand the last week was was pretty bad, getting swept and all that sort of thing. But the Mets didn't necessarily do bad in in that span. I think they were like on like a ninety six win pace, but just 
the Braves went fucking insane and were on like a 108 win pace ever since that they were up like 10 and a half games in the division. So I think the Braves yeah. more like took that division more. I mean, I understand what you're saying that the last week, obviously getting swept at home by the Braves really capital capped it. And then they didn't really, you know, I don't know. You can't really do much for one series trying to make up two games, but yeah. I feel like, I also feel like in that kind of situation, like where people are talking about, Oh, the Mets downfall. It's like the Mets downfall. Isn't really like their second half of the season. Like you guys are saying the 96 win. I remember hearing something. It was like some ridiculous like that. They were still super right. good. They got yeah, to hundred wins. Like they didn't have some like <clears throat> massive failure. The failure was just that they got swept by the Braves and then lost to the Padres in the wild card. Yeah. Like, it was right. Those, those six games like that's that I mean, the an collapse. entire season just completely destroyed in a matter of a week and a half that's cold-blooded it is yeah but, that's um, hurt. right and as we're i mean as we move on to, to i know we're kind of jumping around and stuff but about these game three and four i mean i i kind of talking about you know both of them together because obviously game four might not happen so the pitching uh might not line up the way it's supposed to in this regard I find it kind of funny because yes, it's it's a it's in a way a advantage to 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 have the buy, but at the same time now game three and four, the Padres have their what Snell and, and Musgrove going, and then you got Anderson and then Gonsolin slash Heaney that situation. I mean, like like we said, game three. I mean, game four is not guaranteed, so who knows? You might see Musgrove jump in and you know that that whole thing. But I mean, in in that sense. I feel like almost the Padres have the upper hand in those games. I mean, yeah, I, record <laughs> record would record would dictate no, because right, Anderson right. and Gonsolin were were great, but the eye test and as of late, name would say, wise, yeah, right, yeah, of course. But I don't know, dude. I Tyler Anderson has surprised me all year. Anytime, I, every time I'm like, okay, he's about to drop off. He's about to drop off. He doesn't. And most of his losses were a result of awful run support, like under two runs of support. Right. So I, I'm impressed by Tyler Anderson. I don't think he's ever been in the playoffs, too. He hasn't. Right? No. Yeah, no. He's been at the Rockies. He wasn't with us. And the Pirates. And, yeah. And the Pir- but yeah. I, <clears throat> I'm not 100% I'm, sure. I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure the Pirates didn't go to the postseason when he was on. No, he but wasn't. I'd have to double check that was a joke, Tyler. Jesus Christ. All right. Sorry, fucko. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, Gonsolin, <laughs> Gonsolin, Gonsolin worries me more. Be, just because, you know, in, in 2020, during the playoffs, he wasn't good. And I know that was two years ago. But I still just, you know, maybe the lights are too bright for him. I don't know. He's coming off the injury. And then Andrew Heaney. I mean, Andrew Heaney, his strikeout rate is like 13 Ks per nine, which is like, tops in the league but then he gives up the home run he gives up the long ball so easy and like facing guys like machado it's like i i don't know if i like that matchup but i don't know i mean i think it's gonna be close like yes the padres have the names but i think in terms of the what it's gonna be produced on the field between those guys i think it's gonna be close i think Tyler Anderson's going to rise to the occasion and match someone like a, a Blake Snell and hopefully uh, get the dub. So, okay, I just kind of came to this. I feel like this is my realization. I, I was talking about this, and this was my prediction earlier. Like, there's either two ways this series can go. I said, like, either the either the Padres take it in four 
or the Dodgers take it in three. That was my thought. Um, and maybe maybe four, but like they kind of have it wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I think the series is going to be decided in the first two games. If the Dodgers win both of them, they're going to win the series. Like uh, They're going to win it. If the Padres win two, they're going to win the series. They have Musgrove and Snell at home. That's yeah. You're going to have one of those guys be able to just carry you. If they go one on one though, I kind of think you're right. Like in those uh, in those next two matchups, both of those games in San Diego, I think the Padres have the advantage in the series if they can take one against LA in that first one. Like I, I really do. Right. I also think it's very likely that the Dodgers can take those first two games and go up 2-0. So I think it, I really think those those first two games are going to decide. And and if it's one one, it could still be a fight. But I do think that it gives the Padres a decent advantage, honestly, because I don't think people are talking about that. But those matchups, like, yes, Anderson has been really good, but like career wise, he, he hasn't been that great. So like he's been hot this year. He's been hot with the Dodgers, and we see a lot of like reclamation projects work out for the Dodgers, yeah. um, <laughs> where they're really able to turn guys' career around. But like, I don't know how, conf- how confident I am with him in a playoff game. And you're already brought up with Gonsolin, but another thing is, what if he comes back and like the velocity isn't there? Like he doesn't look like exactly the same because he's been banged up for a while now, right? Like this would yeah, be, he, be coming back. He did. He he's thrown in two games. He okay. came back and threw in two. Threw in two. He threw four innings. The last, like second to last game of the season, he looked he looked good. Yeah, but again, it's going to probably be a four innings, 65, 75 pitch count. And then Heaney's going to be piggybacking. And depending on what the game looks like, like I said, Heaney gives up the long ball. If it's a one run, two run game, I mean, he could lose it in one swing of the bat. So I don't know. And I mean, you know, you could turn that on its head and then the Dodgers have to steal a game in San Diego. And I think they very well could. And I think this could easily go five. And I think that that's going to be my prediction is I'm going to say Dodgers in five mm. and it's going to be just a dog fight the entire time. I don't, I don't think anyone is, I think the first two are going to be split and then obviously the second two are going to be split. And then hopefully, you know, home field advantage uh, <laughs> means everything. And Julio goes out there for a second time and gets the the W and that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. And I'm excited because it's dude, in 2020, that series, obviously the Dodgers molly walked the Padres, but dude, the emotion was there and there were no fans in the stands. Like mm-hmm. now they're going to be fans in the stands. They're going to be at the home ballpark and Dodgers, Dodgers and Padres fans hate each other. And it's great. And I love it. And it's going to be so much fun. Well, it's just kind of funny to me because we're, we're talking about it like it's um, like like it can be really close. Which honestly, I believe all the National League teams. Like we were talking about how you know if one team gets hot, a couple guys get hot. I feel like a lot of, every National League team has a potential lineup to carry them through a World Series if some people get hot. But if you look at the track record of the year, I mean, the Dodgers beat the Padres during the season fourteen to five. So. In a way, it's it's kind of funny because it's like, well, it should be just a clean sweep. But for me, if I was on, you know, either of your guys' sides, I would think just my superstitious baseball fan brain would be like, well, they used all their wins up, dude. You know, they're due for just a couple wins, you know? So that would kind of worry me because that kind of happens a lot. 
in in you know a team will dominate one during the season but just happen to like something will happen where like you know one blown call or just you know some a ball finds you know the foul pole just like nicks it and it just changes the series so um yeah it, it's kind of crazy how we're talking how this could be so close when technically the Dodgers have dominated the Padres I mean not just this year but last couple years it's a whole different team this past exactly week. it's a whole exactly. different team and we're gonna see if the buy helped hmm. the Dodgers or if it's gonna ultimately you know cool their bats yeah. I mean that's yeah that's the other thing too is this is the first time we're ever gonna see how this buy works so I mean it's it's gonna be interesting that's for sure yeah well I mean I think you guys ruined my uh, my last question because I was gonna ask for you guys already did did your predictions your 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 how many games and who's gonna obviously you're gonna want to pick your team but if I guess what who's gonna be your uh, your your MVP of the series. If they win, obviously. Mm. And who worries you the most? That's a, that's another good one. Okay, like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three. I'll give you my dark horse okay. MVP as well. Okay. Uh, I think the biggest player for the Dodgers has is gonna be Freddie Freeman. I mean, he's been the most consistent hitter all year. He's gonna come on, come up with guys on base, hopefully. And he's going to knock him in. And <clears throat> he has to be as consistent as he was during the season for the Dodgers to have a chance to win the series. Because a lot of the other bats can go cold anytime. Uh, biggest worry, obviously, Craig Kimbrell. Like I said, I don't think he's, he's obviously not going to be coming in um, during a, a save situation. But still, I mean, if you're up, there's no mop-up time in playoff baseball. I mean, we saw what the Mariners did to the Blue Jays. I I don't believe in that shit. That's why he shouldn't even be on the roster. So even if he comes in with a seven-run lead, I don't feel good about it. Mm. And my dark horse MVP, if you will, Mm. my boy, former Padre, Trace Thompson. Trace Thompson's going to have himself a series, solidify his multi-year contract in the (laughs) offseason, and it's going to be fantastic cash considerations is all we gave away for trace thompson and what a deal that was also i don't know if you know this half of it but the Padres basically kept matt Beatty over thompson and now thompson is playing for you guys killing it and Beatty's already been dfa Beatty hit like 80 on the season he was yeah like it was was. as bad of a decision you can have right there and it's like you know last guy on the roster and then that happens. That's worst case scenario for that situation. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Right. And it sucks because I like Matt Beatty. I think he's a good guy. He's a yeah. he's a good ball player. But yeah, he sucked in San Diego. Yeah, he's, undoubtedly. He's not, yeah, not a he's thing. a great guy. He just <laughs> undoubtedly, sucks really. Hard. Well, he did. <laughs> um, I think for MVP, I think I mean okay. I got I gotta say Grish after last series, which is hilarious because we had a whole right. segment on how Grish shouldn't start in the playoffs, and that is not <laughs> the case at all. Um, but he had been horrible. He had like he had like something ridiculous, like two or three hits in the, like his last like 20, 30 games. It was that bad. That's right. how bad he was playing before the season ended. And then he just looks completely different in the playoffs. So he's hot. I already said it, like he's one of those guys that's been super hot lately. Um, I'm the other guy I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Juan Soto. Juan Soto's been He's had some really good at-bats. He's had a lot of hard contact, but he hasn't had that, like, blow-up, 
just on fire series yet. He hasn't had that moment in San Diego. I feel like everyone's kind of been waiting for it. Oh, when is Juan Soto going to do it? Like get all crazy, like, you know, just go crazy and go off. Um, right. And he's a guy that like, he's done it in the playoffs before. And he's also a player that is known for getting into super, super hot streaks. So mm-hmm. if you get that from Juan Soto, like there's no one that you would rather have hot in your lineup than Juan Soto. So I would say mm-hmm. he's probably the other guy. Um, a dark horse for, for that would be, I would say Will Myers because Will Myers, like his recent like numbers, they don't, you don't think he looked that good. I think he, I don't think he got a hit in the playoffs, but he has been lining out so hard and he's been playing incredible for uh, defensive first base, which doesn't seem like the, it's not the most important position defensively, but he might've saved a couple runs for the Padres in that Mets series. So um, he's just making if, a lot of big plays and he, I don't know, he's just kind of a guy that's like, he's making hard, a lot of hard contact. <clears throat> If the Eric series Hosmer's was against the crying. Giants, yeah. If the series was against the Giants, Will Myers definitely would be hitting four hundred and with with like three bombs in the series. He, he does really well against like all of the division opponents usually too. Mm. That's another thing. Can we talk about how Will Myers is by far one of my least favorite players? How come? Really, dude? Put on some damn batting gloves and <laughs> stop between every pitch, going down and grabbing dirt. It just irritates the ever-living shit out of me when i'm watching his at bats but yeah and he calls a lot of time too he's slow at the plate yeah next year it's gonna be a problem so (laughs) get some batting gloves figure it out and uh get better (laughs) i think for biggest worry i already brought up clev um the good thing is i just i just saw he hasn't pitched in 10 days so He's going to be rejuvenated, and I like I was saying, his velocity was really down at towards the end of the year. So that's a good sign. But I'm still, I mean, over a nine ERA in the regular season. That's that's us. Um, and then the two guys on the Dodgers that I'd say I'm worried about. I mean, one Trace Thompson is the easy pick, but he already has him as your dark horse. So I would say Justin Turner is the next guy. Justin Turner always, I don't even know how, but he just destroys the Padres every single time they play. Mm. Um, and Freddie Freeman as well, because Freddie Freeman is just ridiculous. And it's kind of weird that we bring up Freeman, but not Mookie. So, got right. Really I think this is the too. first time Mookie's been brought up. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time Mookie's been brought up, and Trey Turner hasn't been brought up once. Yeah, that's insane. Well, so go fuck yourself, <clears> Tyler. I mean, Trey Turner's gonna have to turn it on because Trey Turner down the stretch played like shit. Right. So he's gonna be a huge piece. I mean, yeah. This is track record in the playoffs, though, does he? I don't think so. No. He didn't last year. No. Right. That's what I'm saying. And that's this is just a, a you know, it, it happens when you have to be remembered, though. Right. Yeah. When you have an embarrassment of riches, I don't have to bring up Mookie. You know, we, we got Calm other down. guys that can do it. Calm but, down. <clears throat> I mean, that's all I'm saying. You know, it is what it is. All right. Well, Matt. Thank you so much for your time, man. Um, coming on and hopping on with us, talk, breaking down the series, giving us the uh, the the Padres uh, side of these things. Um, make sure to um, you know tell us tell everyone where they can find you and um, where to find your podcast and everything. Yeah, so uh, we're on we're on YouTube. It's Friar Talk. Um, also on Spotify, Apple, all that kind of stuff. Um, we usually do about five to seven segments a day, about half of, I mean, during the playoffs, we're going live after every single game on YouTube. Right. right. Um, but usually it's about five to seven, uh, sorry, not five, to seven a day, five, to seven a week. Um, uh, that's why yeah, I was like, holy ridiculous. shit, dude. No, that would be way too much. 
Um, they, yeah, full-time job apparently. No, no, yeah, not, right, right, not right. that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we go, you know, some of them are like 10 minute segments, 20 minute segments, stuff like that. But then we'll go live at least a couple times a week, typically um, throughout the season. And in the off season, we usually do like one day a week. Um, but a lot of Padres content, we're hoping to get a little bit more into like overall MLB content this season is uh, this like off season and next season as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm um, just like, like throwing in a couple other segments throughout the week to do that. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been super fun season and, and hopefully it, it keeps going on past the series. I sure hope it doesn't real quick. I got, I got a couple rapid fire questions for you real quick. Is Pete Alonzo a bitch and did he <laughs> elbow Profar on purpose? Okay. Pete Alonzo is definitely a bitch. But all right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> a, a bunch of Padres fans think he did it on purpose. I never thought he did it on purpose. I thought he just kind of turned into him. I know a lot of people do though, so maybe like I'm not gonna say it didn't happen because we already established it. We don't like Pete Alonso, <laughs> right? Um, but like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like him either. Like we were talking about on the show that on our show in the post game, we we're like, yeah, we just don't like Pete Alonso for whatever reason. Like, but that's, that's been fair. like that's been the case for his entire career, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Do you endorse or back the Ferdy Raps? Fetty Ra- I don't know Ooh. his name. That the the Slam Diego this either, this is, guy. No. This is either a hedge take, like no, or like oh gosh, just get me off the camera right now. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. I I've yet to find someone that as a Potter fan that's like oh yeah, I really okay because really I've that. always wondered that because <laughs> I be see playing that, that in the stadium, dude. That's yeah. gonna be the freaking anthem right there. Oh, I God. see that goof come up like from time to time on our timeline. And I'm just like, do people actually enjoy this shit? Cause I just can't imagine. I can't see it. No, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cringy. I don't know how old the kid is though. So I, I feel bad yeah. being like, but whatever, but at the same time, yeah, it's super cringe. There's a thing. Some people will be really like some Potter fans will just like rip into him like super hard to be really mean. It's like, all right, we don't got to do all that, but no, no <laughs> yeah, not, right. my, not my cup of tea right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Last question. Obviously, you think the Padres are going to make it to the World Series. Who do you think their opponent is going to be? Um, the Braves. Oh, in the World Series, in World Series. I was thinking, I was yeah. thinking National League Championship Series. Uh, I mean, so earlier this year when we were doing predictions for the AL, I, I believe I said Astros, um, which I don't want the Astros to be. I already established it. I hope it's the Yankees. If the Yankees and the Padres meet up in the World Series, then I'm going to a World Series game, so that would be pretty amazing. Um, so that's what I'm personally rooting for. But if I had to truly just pick who's the best of the bunch, I'm going to go with the Astros. Also, would love to see Cleveland make it because I like uh, they. You know, they traded for Clevenger with Cleveland, and yeah. they gave up Josh Naylor and Cal Quantrill. And I like both those guys a lot. I mean, I don't know if right, you guys right, have seen right. the. The Naylor walk offs this year, but they're they're pretty electric. Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've just seen him go nuts. Yeah. No, he's a. Uh... <laughs> I also appreciate his uh, first base defense being able to do the splits as a, a larger man. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, this is just like a total nightmare scenario for me. If the Padres and the Astros have played in the World Series, oh my God. You can't watch I... it. <clears throat> no, I, I really don't think. I... I mean, it was hard enough wanting the Braves to win last year i don't i don't know if i could i don't know i think it would just be football season and hockey season for me at that point but <laughs> i don't know yeah let's hope to god that that doesn't happen and uh 
the Dodgers uh, win the World Series. Yeah, well, like uh, like we said, Matt, thank you so much for coming on, man. And um, you know, uh, make sure to be checking out Friar Talk if uh, if the Padres are your cup of tea, or you just want to hear that perspective. And uh, hope to have you on uh, again sometime when previewing one of these series or you know something else. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Thanks so much for having me. So since that thing is all figured out and that's all taken care of, obviously, um, let's let's see what the rest of this postseason picture. I know Tyler, obviously. Uh, let, let's go over your your guesses. I don't think we remember all of our guesses because we were going off the top of our head. But um, so the Padres beat the Mets. Obviously, you picked the Dodgers to go up, right? Um, I picked the Cardinals to beat the Phillies. Um, do you remember who you picked? I also think I picked the Cardinals. Mm, so we were both dumb. And so the Braves and the Phillies, who you taking? Braves. Sweep. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that too. Honestly, I, I'm really feeling the hot because the, the Phillies kind of are, are getting a little hot, but the Braves are just too long-dicked at this point. So I'm going to go Braves as well. Um, Braves, well, for you, Braves versus Dodgers. Dodgers, baby, come on. You're dumb. Um, I'm okay. actually... I, I think the Dodgers do beat the, the Padres. I, I think, I mean, you know what? Actually, fuck that. I'm going to stick with it. The Padres are going to beat the Dodgers. They won too many times during the season. Now the, the Padres are cashing in their wins. The Padres are going to uh, play the Braves, but they're going to get beat by the Braves. Braves are going back to the World Series. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Tyler, you said that the Cleveland Indians would beat the Tampa Bay Rays. I said the same thing, and it happened. Okay? Now the Cleveland Indians are playing the Yankees. Who's winning that series? Uh, the Yankees are going to beat the Cleveland Guardians, uh, not the Indians, the Guardians. But I, the I Guardians. think the uh, – no, you didn't. You said the Indians twice. You can't well, – um, the thing. Our, our listeners are loyal, and they will not go back and listen to me say that. So I'm saying it's the Guardians, and you're just going to have to believe me. So, yeah, okay. you, you think the Yankees are going to win? Um, Yankees I'm going, win. I'm staying, with, I'm staying with Underdog City. I'm going Cleveland going to the ALCS. You said the Mariners and I said the Mariners were going to be the Blue Jays. It did happen. Now they're playing the Houston Astros. What are you feeling? The Astros are going to win. I don't want them to. I love my Mariners. And I hate the Astros. But, dude, the Astros are they're mm. good. They're, they're Underdog City. I think they're the, the third best team in baseball. The Mariners are fucking hot, though. The Mariners are very are hot. hot. They're white I'm hot. taking the Mariners. The Mariners like are it. going to the ALCS for me. Now, you're you're going Yankees and Astros. Who's winning that World Series? I mean, who's going to the World Series? Astros. Astros, fuck that. Uh, it's actually going to be the, the, the Indians and the Mariners, and the Mariners are going to the World Series. That's how I'm playing it out. Um, Tyler, you have the Houston Astros and the L.A. Dodgers, I don't know if you've heard of them, are going to be in the World Series. Who's winning it? I said it last Dodgers. week, and I'll say it again. Dodgers. Dodgers in six, baby. Dodgers. Dodgers in six. Okay, that's whack. That's weird, 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 whack. Uh, the Mariners are winning this World Series. Fuck everybody. They're going to upset the world. They're hot. They're dancing all over the place. Shoes on heads. It's all working. Seattle Mariners are running that to the fucking grave. Not it, baby. You're dumb. That's really, really dumb. 
I was really right about. Dumb. I think. Oh no, I think I was wrong. I was wrong about the Cardinals, and I think I said the Mets too. So yeah, technically I just got the American Ooh. League right. So never mind. Ooh, so, so you look out, like a bitch. I'm a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like we all knew you were. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be rooting for my Mariners, of course. Right. But I want to see that Dodgers Astros rematch. Right. And I want to see that Dodgers Braves rematch. I mean, I don't. I don't want to play the Braves, mm. but the Braves are going to sweep the Phillies. Also, yeah. side note, Braves signed extended Spencer Strider for six years today. Dude, fuck them. Yeah, they got They're going to be a problem for the next six, seven, eight, yeah. nine years. It's going to be it's another 15-year situation. Yeah, it sucks. Mm. But anywho, you know what doesn't suck? Dodgers playoff baseball starts right now today and it's going to be great thank you all for listening this episode is sponsored by renovation candle company where you can buy some fall candles holiday candles are coming soon Mm. but if nothing aids a baseball game quite like a candle because if you lose you can cry to the nice scent of a a fall candle like i do when the dodgers Mm. lose Yep. When the Dodgers lose, you still got House of the Dragon. So that's great. Um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure you, you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and the other podcasting platforms because I know they're on your phone. Why not? And on YouTube. Um, follow us on your socials Twitter, Benches Cleared P, Instagram, Benches Cleared Podcast, and TikTok, Benches Cleared. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you after this series. Or is Tyler going to be sad after this series? Or are we going to talk about another series? I don't know. We'll find out in a couple days. I'm going to be so hopped up on painkillers, it's not even going to matter. <laughs> so it's Tyler be will be here, but he will not be here. And we'll see you then. <laughs>